Oh, Barry, student loans. It seems um, a rather unusual thing to really put your political reputation on, especially with an election coming up quite soon. You know, I think this is, uh, in one sense, not complicated. There are those in this country who believe in big government, that government can do pretty much anything, and that that will be helpful to the society at large. On the other side, Richard, is, is the sense of fairness. And also, as we've just heard in that report, this question of abuse of power. It has to do really with big money. We've forgotten, if we ever knew, a trillion dollars is a huge amount of money. You know, 50 years ago, I can remember a minority leader in the House of Representatives, Stuart Dirksen, Everett Dirksen from Illinois. He said, you know, a billion here, a billion there, pretty soon you're talking about real money. Well, now we're talking about trillions. I know, and it's extraordinary, isn't it, how these, uh, these noughts have just added on the end. Yes. So, look, to come to this issue, does the Congress, that's where this country really started in, in 1787, the Congress is supposed to decide how the money is spent. Well, if you forgive debt, then that's the same thing as saying you're spending that money. And we're talking, as in that report, a huge amount of money, a half trillion dollars or even more because the student debt figure is, is super high. 26 million people have applied for this kind of loan forgiveness. What does that say, Richard, to the several tens of thousands of people who worked very hard and saved to pay off their student debt oh, yeah, speaking before to one. this proposal was made? And I think this does become a question of fairness and a question of whether the executive in our system of government has the power to simply decree something instead of the Congress passing it. So is this, as they uh, say in politics, that just before an election, the largest, the longest suicide note in history? Well, it's 430 billion long suicide note in history politically. Well, yes. I mean, look, the United States has this colossal debt, but the average American just thinks, well, what's the problem? You know, you just roll it over. Now, as interest rates have gone up from exceedingly low levels, it won't be very long, months, not years, before people begin to notice that the federal government budget has such a large figure for debt service that that'll be a, an issue. But most people are saying, well, what's the problem? The dollar is strong. The dollar will remain the world currency forever. Most people on the other side of that will say, oh, you can't say when, but if you continue to have deficits at this level, the United States dollar will not be number one. So, but, yeah, I think this is a huge issue. I'm glad it's gone to the Supreme Court. It won't have any result until probably June, but that's, that's quite important. But the way that, uh, dare I say, President Trump 
I won't use the word stacked, but uh, selected a number of Republican Supreme Court judges, seems to imply that it might actually be struck down in the Supreme Court. Well, don't forget, I mean, look, Donald Trump did several things through executive action. He ended all kinds of restrictions, regulations, environmental issues that prevented what he thought making American business competitive. So that was done through executive action. Now the president, President Biden, has done the same thing on this on this college student loan debt. But this is this is a complex issue. I said it was an easy issue, but the mechanics are complex. <coughs> so we're coming into debt now and the whole issue with debt. Um, and it's fairly well recorded. The Republican candidates actually have a, a worse uh, reputation, if you like, for increasing uh, the national debt. Um, so that seems to imply that actually the whole debt issue in the U.S. is not going to get any better. Well, you're right. Both parties are guilty. And, you know, I, I once was running on the Capitol Mall, you know, which was right outside the Voice of America building. And What a great place person, to run off. It, it's a great place to run. It's, what, two miles in length if you go all the way to the Lincoln Memorial from the Capitol. I did it once. The, I think my legs fell off. Uh, the, 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 the director of the management and budget was standing next to me, and we got to talking. And somehow the question of debt was our subject. And he said, you know, the American people won't deal with this issue of fiscal deficits and accumulating national debt until a two-by-four has struck them on the head, not unlike Pearl Harbor. Something that really gets their attention, like, say, the collapse of the currency. And regrettably, I think that there's truth to that. But isn't that, the, isn't that the same with, with any economies or, or any issue? You know, it's the, as we say here in Asia, it's the frog boiling in the water. Boil it slowly. Well, that's true. Notice, you know, but this is a big is one. Would you not slowly. agree? This is a big one. It's bigger than some of the other issues. I mean, can you continually spend money you don't have? But isn't that what's happening elsewhere? The UK has spent enormous amounts of money. Uh, China spent a lot of money. The Japanese have got huge debt now compared to what they used to have. This is, well, this is a global issue. Richard, this is, this is an issue where it gets a little complicated. There is the question of domestic debt, and then there's the issue of balance of payments, which is the foreign factor. China and Japan are big creditors. They hold huge holdings of United States Treasury certificates, which is an obligation on the United States government. So you can mention those other countries, as you did, that they may have fiscal deficits, but in terms of their international balance of payments, they're surplus countries. Germany, historically, is a surplus country. The United States used to be, until the 1950s and 60s, a surplus country. We have now been a chronic deficit country. And there's a huge accumulation of our, of our treasury bills in foreign central banks.
Yes, the other argument, of course, is that if you're bigger than the bank, you own the bank, as as they say. And uh, if these countries have a huge amount of their assets in U.S. debt, and they have to because there's almost nowhere else to go for that kind of volume of cash, then they're kind of in hock to the U.S. just as much as the other way around. Well, that's true. Look, I don't disagree with that. But at some point, it might be the Chinese yuan, the renminbi. I mean, the China's made it very clear that they would like to have an alternative currency and maybe even a dominant global currency. And events over the last year concerning the sanctions the Americans and Europeans levied on the Russians have given, I think, an acceleration to these Chinese notions of the renminbi becoming global. Now, they've got a long, long way to go, but these are factors that I think thinking people have to be aware of and have to consider. You know, the United States has tremendous entrepreneurship. It has tremendous business innovation. Look at, for example, in the response to to the COVID virus, coming up with these vaccines in record time. But this chronic problem where both parties are blissfully unaware of any kind of iceberg approaching as the Titanic sails along, this is a problem. Yeah, they'll all be um, out of office and picking up their retirement checks by then. Um, Last uh, few seconds, do you think uh, Biden is going to run again? He's not declared. His wife says he'll run, or maybe she'll run, but... uh, what do you think about this, um, this man being in his 80s by then actually running for president? You know, he's a career politician. He's only been a politician his entire life. He's a lawyer. He's 80 years old now. People want to talk from the right, the opposition, saying that the guy is, you know, fuddling. He's classic old man. But at the same time, look what he's yeah, done. If you li- li- in- lifestyle, you can't really stop it, can you? Well, he was just in Ukraine. He was just in Poland. He's been in California since he got back. Yeah, so he's, he's booming. Doing okay. Anyway, Barry, well, um, be- thanks very much for that. Uh, right. 